This DJ and TV show is sponsored by DJ Event Planner, Electra Voice, DJ Trivia and DJ Bingo, ProX Direct, NLFX Pro. Promo only. Odyssey cases. Perfect portals. JMOS lighting. Instant DJ requests. And our DJ and TV insiders. This is John Young from DJN TV. Thanks for watching. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tuesday Night Music Show. Now, not that any of you would know it, but we were at Expo last week. So we weren't recording a show. We were doing Expo things, which we'll talk about a little later on the show. I think we aired our Hanukkah special last week. Yeah, we yeah, probably did. Little. If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> he's going to have to tighten it up because he's running out of material. So, you know, they might actually see this next week. <laughs> Pop music and a dreidel. I think that yeah. was the topic. If I, I, I didn't was. catch it, I was at the I bar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of stuff to talk about that I want to talk about on this show. But I wanted to bring something up that we didn't get a chance to talk about last week. And that's Olivia Newton-John. Oh, Yeah. Being the music show, I think it's worth a mention. Sure. Yep. So, in the mobile DJ world, the only two songs that you're probably even kind of thinking about are the songs from Greece, Summer Nights, and You're the One That I Want. Mm -hmm. Hopelessly Devoted to You. Well, that's yeah. a great song, but as far as mobile DJs are concerned, they're probably only thinking about those two. Right. Uh, man. I was there. Okay. Jay was there. Howie was yeah. there yeah. when this was happening. Yep. And I remember my mother would have Olivia Newton John songs on the radio. And I had no concept of what she looked like or anything else because there were no music videos back then. I mean, yeah. Unless you were watching The Tonight Show or The Midnight Special, which I probably wasn't doing it, you know, six or seven years old, you, you didn't have any concept of what these people look like. Yep. So I was hearing songs like, have you ever been mellow? Please, Mr. Please, things like that. She started out as a country artist, you know, and, and those songs, I believe, were crossover tracks. I honestly love you. I think that was a country song. Yeah. Like I've said before, it was so good. It couldn't just be country. And it's not thought of as a country song. It's thought of as a pop song. Yep. <laughs> but I believe that it was initially a country song because she was initially a country artist yeah true first album in i think 72 or something like that first hit in 73 and her last hit i think it was probably either 83 or 84 with uh twist of fate from two of a kind anyway grease popped right so we all saw her in greece yeah for me all right and i don't know how you guys feel about this but for me Olivia Newton-John happened after Greece. That's when I started paying attention. Because of the TNT? Was it, or not TNT. What was the album that she was all decked out on? Totally Hot? Yeah. Yeah, that had uh, a we little more love cover. on it. Which was a banger. Yeah. It was, it, it, I, for some reason, I always put TNT, which was the Tanya Tucker one, when she went from like straight lace white country to this black leather look uh-huh kind of thing yeah totally hot i believe was the name of the album she's kind of it was. Up against something yeah that all of a sudden she she's like this pop artist and she's getting better tracks yeah and yeah. my god you Benatar really hard luck and well took, took before pat benatar i mean right she was before a lot of these people that's right Somebody had mentioned um, how she, her sound reminded them of ABBA. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, ABBA didn't come out until 76. 
or something like that. Yeah, mid seventies. One Eurovision. Yeah. Right, and maybe yeah. that was seventy four. But anyway, she's seventy two, yeah. seventy three. So she's before right. Abba. Yeah, she was before Abba. So maybe Abba sounded like her. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah, that's the influence came from there. <laughs> sure, but yeah there were a lot of really good tracks i mean i think most people are thinking about either grease or physical xanadu i well i don't know that they're thinking about xanadu but xanadu is really good now that was a yeah a song written by jeff lynn from elo yes but i I mean it's hard to i don't know that people like us unlike us consider the writer like, I still shock people when I say Frank Sinatra never wrote a song, and they look at me like, oh, yeah, right. he had tons of them. I'm like, he no. never wrote a song. He's saying the Great song. American Song Catalog, written by yeah. Cole Porter, for the most part. Eddie yeah. Lee never Elvis, wrote a song. Elvis, too. Elvis never wrote a song in his yeah. life. Oh, that's that was Neil Peart with, with Rush, wasn't he wrote it? Wrote all of the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the drummer. <laughs> the lead yeah. singer of Squeeze, Difford and Tilbrook. Chris Tilbrook, the blonde who sang everything except Cool for Cats. He never wrote any of those lyrics. He only wrote the music. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Olivia Newton-John wrote anything that we heard, but yeah, what I, I know if she did or didn't. Well, I, I think she did write some personal things. I yeah. remember I had a copy of Physical in '45 because I had to have a copy of Physical when it came out. Sure. Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, the flip side was called "The Promise the Dolphin Song" because she was into animal rights. Yeah, she wrote. Kind of think she might have wrote that. She wrote that. Probably did. She did. Or or something like that. But yeah. she didn't write physical. I don't believe. Maybe she did, and I'm way off on this. Right. But tons of great tracks. Magic is a wonderful track. Wonderful track. Yeah. And by the way, I'm going to go back to Xanadu for a minute. Anybody who says, well, people don't think about the songwriters, listen to Xanadu and try to not think of it as a Jeff Lynn Eeler track. No, no. You and I do. But I, no, but I, I mean anybody. A, a big segment of society that hears a song and doesn't stop to say, "Hey, that was written by." Yeah, it it's I, I Jeff Lynn. I I mean in a good way. Jimmy Webb, Jimmy Webb songs. You know, MacArthur Park, and three quarters of everything Glenn Campbell did, and you see similarities. Yeah, mm-hmm. you hear things that are like, "Oh, I know that style." Mm-hmm. There was another album that she did, and I can't remember the name of it. But one of the big tracks on it was called Heart Attack. Remember that one? Vaguely, to be honest. Vaguely. It was a good song. It was a cool song. She hit at that point in the late 70s, early 80s, and then a little bit later in the 80s, where the roads had started to widen. Yeah. And I got so into one style that I wasn't as open to pop. I I think, yeah, you're right. You know, that was the problem back then. I know. I mean, Two of a Kind was the movie, and it was the soundtrack. I have it back here somewhere. I've got a copy of that. Right. Which had Twist of Fate on it, and it also had a song, Living in Desperate Times, that I think might have charted, like, way up there somewhere. Or way down there in the chart somewhere, I guess I should say. Now, I don't think it was a top 40 track, but it was somewhere in the top 100, I think, as a single. And then that was it. I mean, she just disappeared. And you're right. There were so many other things happening. We had the second British invasion going on. We had all this cool rock stuff going on. Hip-hop was becoming a thing. But then you think about it. I mean, geez, by what? 87, we had Whitney Houston. So the whole songstress thing kind of came back. And I think Olivia's generation ended up in Branson, Missouri. Well, but Olivia wasn't doing country anymore. You're right. No, but I think there was still (laughs) that you know, Branson came in and said like, Hey, here's for singers, particularly country, but the Osmonds had a big theater. Yeah. And I wouldn't think of them as really, I'm just, I'm just saying sure. there's a cycle in music. If you, if you sat down and wrote it, you'd mm-hmm. say, start here, be groundbreaking, get dangerous, get pop, go mainstream, eventually end up in Vegas or Branson, be a throwback. I would there's, argue, I would argue there was, there was that. And it was real. I remember I was just watching a Tonight Show interview with her and John Travolta, and it was actually Joan Rivers who was doing the interview. It wasn't even Johnny. Wow! And Joan asked Olivia, "How old are you?" And she tells her, and this was, I think, it was, it was either early eighty eighty three or early eighty four. That was and dangerous said, back then. And she said thirty five. 
And Joan says, well, you look fantastic for 35. And I'm thinking, my God, she's a kid. You know, 35 years, still a kid in my world, you know? Well, yeah, especially now. And in today's world, she's still a kid. I mean, look at somebody like Britney Spears, who they keep digging up. Yeah. And putting out there, and there's hits. People buy this stuff. Right. I don't know. I think if Olivia would have wanted to, if she would have wanted to, I think she could have kept going. Because the reason being is, She's one of the only artists that I can think of that was this total package mm-hmm. where she had not only the range, but the tone. Getty yeah. Lee's got range. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. She had the tone. It's beautiful. I, but I think, the thing, did. I, was, I was watching a show similar to tonight or, you know, whatever it yeah. is, where they. I'm not sure if it came out or it's going to come out posthumously, but uh, she was doing, uh, you know, a couple of songs with her daughter, who's yeah. an artist, uh, Chloe. Yeah, is did did they release that or is that going to be? I don't know. There's a music video out there where Chloe redoes magic and Chloe can't sing, but Olivia's on it singing, and it's like an EDM track. Okay. Oh, I think I've heard that. I remember watching it, and Chloe has like these big, uh, you know. Um, Botox injected cartoony lips and yeah, yeah. <laughs> Renaissance or not Renaissance. Um, what's her name? Lisa Rana. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's worse than that. It's, it's oh jeez. It's like plastic surgery disaster lips. I was afraid they were they were permanent, but I've seen recent pictures of her and they're not quite as ridiculous looking. I mean, Olivia had work done, but it, it was relatively tasteful. I but she's the thing with Olivia back then. She escaped the internet. And I think there was there was some yeah, movie that I absolutely. got into on VHS. Yeah, and you got it out had, of it before it got ugly. Absolutely, right? it had. Um, correct me on this one. Her last name was Daly. She was in all those like movies in the eighties, Brian, like E. F. Daly or B. T. Daly. She had two initials for her first name. I don't know. She was the blonde, squeaky voice, cute little little thing. And she would show up in all these teeny bopper movies in the eighties. And she was in with one guy who I ended, I think ended up living with Olivia Newton, John, he was kind of like a heartthrob for a minute in the eighties. And he was one of, that was the only thing that Olivia got caught on was she had a bad habit with men. I think she had a husband a few years ago who went missing and was yeah. presumed dead, but then they found him. Oh, did they find him? Yeah. But she never got into any real like, oh, Olivia Newton-John got busted with a pound of cocaine at the airport, you know, kind of stuff. So she kept that wholesome. Well, I mean, there's all these tabloid stuff. Became parents. They were like, oh, my God, Grease, you got to see. Plus, she was an iconic movie like Grease. Yeah. That's, you know, Saturday Night Live or, you know, Saturday Night Fever is iconic, but it's dirty. Grease wasn't dirty. Grease was like you could watch it with your daughters. Grease is kind of dirty. Well, yeah, but not so dirty you couldn't watch it. Go back and watch it again. Oh, I just I just watched it. Has it has an age world. <laughs> no, but it, you know, it just it was that magic time. It's sort of like Barry Manilow. Like he still won't come out and say that he's been with the same man for 40 years. Oh, yeah, he has. Well, he has now, but you yeah. know, it's it's of recent times. But he got away oh. with the, the beagle puppies and the girls falling in love and let, let, let me just get this out before I go any further. And I want you to just riff for a while. It's fine. But I just wanted to get this out. You know, it's like I was saying, total package. And this is what the total package is in my mind. She's got the range and the tone. Okay. Now, you had mentioned, you know, was not on the internet, but you didn't really hear anything about her with, with a pound of cocaine or anything. And, and she seemed like a kind person mm-hmm. and just had that smile. She was... The only time she didn't smile was toward the end of her career. Uh, it was she was trying to be like more sexy thing, but she never really played the sex symbol. She was just hot. Well, she had the cancer battle too. That was after that. Later. You I'm talking her- about physical. I'm talking about heart attack. I'm talking about. Oh yeah, pain. yeah, yeah. Okay, that period. Definitely. She was she was kind of going yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I uh, one of my favorites. When I've I've always said that I think Donna Summer is the best female singer of all time. Olivia Newton-John is is a pretty close second, and Wilson's in there. I mean, there yeah. there are some that I'm just absolutely crazy about, and Olivia's always been one of them. Who I've just never heard anyone sound like her. 
No. Right. It was that unique. A softness to her voice. I have an observation to make. When you say she disappeared, I think she had enough money to raise her family. She, yeah. she reminds me of Patty Smith. Okay. Remember Patty Smith horses? Sure. Yeah. She was huge. She was huge on the punk scene, but when she had kids, she disappeared. Really? And now yeah. she's back touring again because her, her kids are grown up. And I believe that's what Olivia Newton John did as I was well. Kind of thinking the same thing. I mean, she's she's had a ranch in Malibu forever, you know. Right. And then these they buried her there. She died. But, just look, she died in Santa Inez, which is between Solvang, which is north of me. Like I could get to where she died in probably like two and a half, three hours. And it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, but it's a beautiful place. Isn't and that where Michael Jackson Neverland was? Santa Inez? No, I think his was outside of L.A. more, wasn't it? Hmm. I don't know, I mean, I thought it was San Inez. It, it could have been. Wow. But it's up it there. Been. It's up above L.A. Right. Yeah. Well, Malibu Ranch, I, I remember hearing about her living in Malibu for years. I know she's got properties in New South Wales as well. Uh, born in England, by the way. Mm -hmm. Went to Australia as a child. And then went back to England when it was time to really kick off the career. Never, never, Neverland Ranch was 125 miles northwest of Los Angeles, so way up Los oh. Olivios, California. Okay, but it speaks to what Howie just said about her, you know, raising her family and getting away. Yeah, I think he's right to stay in the limelight. I think he's right because I mean, think about it. All it that music. A smart move. It was a well, smart how many move movies? Take them out of that. I'm counting three movies under her belt. Mm-hmm. I'm counting three. There may have been more. There's but I mean, more that we can't think of and remember. Yeah, and, and and I mean, I'm not suggesting that the last two made any money, but the first one definitely did. Oh, yeah. Uh, and she was getting good deals on those last two. So mm -hmm. even if they lost money, she made money. And that was back in the days when they could double dip, when they could do not only the, the, the acting thing, but she could do the music thing, too, and the soundtrack thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I think Howie's probably right at that age. Hey, if I'm going to have a family, let's do it now. I got dough. I'm not she getting any younger. Points on Greece. I'm, I'm pretty sure she if got she a did. lot of movies under her belt, Brian. I think she did a lot of movies, actually. A lot of people. If you were to Google it, you'd be surprised. Like, well, there's a bunch of 80s movies that she was, may not have been the star star in, but she was in Crocodile Dundee. She was in, like, a lot of pop culture movies like that. Oh, well, maybe a cameo or something. Yeah, like she, she always Who was she in Crocodile Dundee. Something to 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 cash in on. Like she was still, she was living. and Zhang was in Crocodile Dundee. According to Google, I don't remember that. Was she somebody in, at the bar when he pulled the knife out? Yeah, like, like she was like she was probably a cameo in the show, playing yeah. at a lounge or something like that. Or well, uh, I'm talking about a starring role. I mean, the three I can think role? of would be Grease, Xanadu, and Two of a Kind. Those yeah, are the yeah. three movies yeah. I can think of. Yeah. It's all that I can think of. I mean, yeah, of course she's going to make a cameo. Eddie That's Van Halen cool. is in yeah. RoboCop. Right. Made a cameo. Yeah. He's a homeless guy or, or a geeked out guy or something. She had a female manager in what the 90s because I saw an interview with somebody locally in San Diego over the weekend. And they said, yeah, we did a show. And they showed a picture of this guy on stage with her in San Diego. And the contract was she would come out to do this big celebration of this coaster park and do like four songs. And this guy was so smitten and so excited. He went up to her on stage on the mic and said, is there any way the two of us could do you're the one that I want? And she said, sure. So they did. And he said, I came off stage and to this day, and we're talking, this is like 89, 90. Right. He goes, to this day, I've never been yelled at by a manager so badly as her manager. <laughs> he goes, I get backstage and her manager was like, come here. And she just went up one side and down the other. Because she had said to me when we got her on stage, by the way, no surprises. Yeah. Oh, yeah, don't worry. By the way, no surprises like specifically but i guess it spoke to olivia newton john as a person who yeah obviously with her manager said 
There'll be no surprises, right? Yep, no surprises. And when the guy said it in front of a crowd of probably a thousand people, she's like, sure, I'll do that. Sure. Like, she could have very well said, oh, I'm so sorry, I can't. But she's but she nice. knew enough to... She's, she's, she seemed like a kind soul. Yeah. I've never heard anybody say that she wasn't, you know. I can right. tell you the exact moment she says something about making love in I Honestly Love You, because I did a wedding, I bet you 20 years ago, and the bride said to me, the father-daughter dance is the Olivia Newton-John's I Honestly Love You. Mm. But you have to stop right before two minutes and 38 seconds because it changes to, and as we make love or something like that, and I'll right. never forget, yeah. he said it, if she said it once, Brian, she said it 400 times. She came over to me before I announced the father-daughter dance, said, remember, and I'm like, 238. No. <laughs> and they went out there, and it, like literally, I abruptly stopped at like 236, panicked. Because <laughs> she's like, I can't stand that part, but the beginning, like, it's my dad's favorite song with me, and right. but we both hate that part. I'm like, not to worry. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I've turned you guys, I think I may have turned you guys on to this before, something that I found and it just baked my noodle. It was from, I believe, 2009. Some benefit concert in Australia. Barry Gibb was doing this thing. So Levy comes up and does a few songs with them. Islands in the Stream. I forget what the other one was, but they they do um, they do Guilty. The Barbara Streisand track. Yeah. And Olivia, I mean, but okay, in 2009, Barry Gibb's voice was gone. He sounded like a Muppet version of Barry Gibb. Like Frank Oz was pretending to be Barry Gibb with a Muppet is what he sounds like. Olivia still has her voice. And I am convinced that Barry gave that song to the wrong singer because yeah. Olivia killed it. Barbara does a good job sing on that, that song. Live in 2009. Oh my God. Didn't Barbara Streisand on tour in the last 10 years do it with Barry Gibb again live? I don't know. He does that track on tour. I, like I don't he had that huge tour about five or six years ago. And I know she does it. Yeah, he he that, doesn't have is that the Barry, same show where Barry Gibb and Olivia sing Islands in the Stream. Was that yeah. the same? They do Islands the in the Stream. I don't remember yeah. what the yeah. they do three songs: Islands in the Stream, yeah. something else, and Guilty. That one, of course, caught my ear, right? Just because I'm a big fan of the song, and yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah, that I mean, yeah, he gave that song to the wrong chick. Just I'll I'll show it to you. <laughs> If you're interested, I'll show it to you again. A lot of people cover that song, even Dolly Parton, you know. But it's really good. She she just was a natural. She was a total package. And my God, I mean, one of my first crushes. Yeah. And it was so disappointing to find out that she was very close in age to my mother. You know, <laughs> okay. like like within like eight years. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's weird. But it doesn't matter. Look at her. Jesus. All one of those. Oh, well. I got a Puerto Rican Kelly Minogue. I guess I'll just deal with that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Like I said, <laughs> Thanksgiving offer Brian the drumstick, not the breast. It's just the thing. Yeah, dark meat. Always <laughs> dark meat. Yeah. I Olivia's, and you know, I was thinking to myself, you know, I normally don't dig blondes, but I love I'm Olivia. I'm thinking like, Olivia's so not like, in his wheelhouse. You, you well, know what? It's, it, you're in the same boat with a lot of people. Like, there's a lot of people that thought she was it. Like, she had oh, a well, she was. package. She was. She's like butter. She's like butter. It was oh, smooth. yeah. She was smooth. and she smiled when she sang. Yeah, and you know she didn't look angry or like she was strained. No. Whenever I see everybody, oh Whitney Houston, enjoyed Watch it. Whitney Houston sing. She looks yeah. like she's ready to explode because she's Dion. pushing it out so Celine. hard. Yeah, yeah. Olivia's yeah. effortless. She's not even yeah. trying. Donna yeah. Summer was the same thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's impressive to me. It is from, from Boston. Just saying, from Boston. John is not from Boston. <laughs> Donna Summer is. Okay, the summer's from Boston. Yeah, she's like so butter. There's a living That's... John and Whitney Houston. And Jeff Lynn of ELO. And right, of course he's from Boston. <laughs> I can keep going. The Beatles Elvis Presley, Boston. they're from Boston. <laughs> Elvis Presley, my God. Yeah, I can keep going. Yeah. Um, right Jesus. down the list. What about John Wick? Is John Wick from, from Boston? Boston. 
And yes. that's why you Keanu Reeves from Boston. That's why he says Hawaii or something, but no, he says yeah. Canada and Canada. Yeah, he lives in Toronto. <laughs> He's Canadian. <laughs> oh, like hell, screw. Which that. is right near we'll Boston. Figure. It's right across the road. Yeah, right? Canada, right. America's right. top hat. Yeah, America right. Light. Yeah. So you know, yeah, it was a big it was a big deal, and I I think yeah. we're at that age now where sadly you're gonna continuously see this sure. you know yeah. line of people that we've seen in concert we've adored. It normally and, doesn't. And we're the last. We me. might we might be some of the last generations to have these kind of feelings. I don't know. I mean, well, I, I, put it this way: you know, I've got an incredible twenty year old and sixteen year old here. They don't own a piece of music. Right. So how tied are in are they to the artist? Yeah. Well, they, they, they've grown up with somebody, you know, be, no, be no, a, they a did, personality but... of some kind, you know. Right. Brian's hugging album covers from 1973. It's not the same. You've got the oh. album covers sitting there. You probably have them in front of you. You've got Olivia's collection right here, hugging them, because that's how attached you are to the art that's on them and the yeah, photos I mean, that are in them yeah. and the voices that come from it and the the, the emotions that come out of it. Where kids nowadays, it's on Spotify next or TikTok next, 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 next. They don't. Yeah, have sort the of level of attachment. Stuff. That, yeah, I'm, that okay. Let's let's talk about that. Uh, going off a little, little left turn yeah. here. Sorry. Uh, little, little, no, no, it's okay. It's it's quite all right. But I'm thinking about this person who yeah. there's there, there's nothing in auto tune that's making her voice sound like it does. It's all natural. No. Watch her live performances. They're actually better than the recordings. Like she's you have a more. real attachment to a real person. She's she's is, gorgeous. She's talented. Yeah. yeah, she's smiling the whole time she's doing it. Yeah, and then you know, think. Can you think of anybody else like her? I I believe yeah, this to be Linda true. Ronstadt. Linda Ronstadt. Yeah, yeah. She Linda Ronstadt was really good too. Smiled. Beautiful voice, no controversy. But I know Linda's got an attitude. Linda definitely has an attitude. I, I know she came to Milwaukee one time. Yeah. And there were Linda Ronstadt tickets. People went to Linda Ronstadt. I remember hearing about this because they all came into mm -hmm. my bar. I was DJing in afterwards and told me about it. They were angry. She goes on stage and she says, look, I'm going to sing all of my Spanish songs tonight and none of my hits. And if you came here for the hits, well, you could just leave now. And she sang all Spanish songs all night. Didn't do one hit. And it wow. wasn't like the Linda Ronstadt Spanish music tour. It was Linda Ronstadt concert. And people were like, what the hell are you doing? Like wow. you're not going to do any of your songs, she just didn't care. So I, I don't. Linda Ronstadt didn't always have this uh, reputation as a nice person. She was very much an, an entitled person. Just, uh, just to prove your point, Brian, watching the David Foster documentary on Netflix, when they wanted Whitney Houston to do "I Will Always Love You" for Bodyguard. They couldn't find a version of Dolly Parton. So this is pre-internet. So somebody couldn't get it. They couldn't go to a store or whatever. But they found Linda Ronstadt who covered it. Yeah. And she does an okay job. But Linda Ronstadt right. only sings the first two verses. So David Foster goes to Whitney Houston with the first two verses. But beforehand calls Dolly Parton and says, Hey, Dolly, just want to let you know we're going to use your song. Because apparently back in the day, that's how you got publishing rights, was to call the artist and be like, hey, it's David yeah, Foster. Well, she owned it, so that's why they called but, her. Yeah. Like, we're going to do this. And she's like, oh, I can't wait to hear her on the third verse, you know, that really dramatic part in the song. He's like, what third verse? We have the, the Linda Ronstadt verse. She's like, no, Linda didn't do the third verse. She couldn't, she couldn't pull it. Because it's that, like, yeah. you know. When I, you know, that the real dramatic right. is the third verse. Right. And when I, and it was your joy. It. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That whole thing. Because Dolly's like, oh, I can't wait to hear her voice get the range she's got on those words. Yeah. And David Foster's like, wait a second, what third verse? So they ended up sending David Foster the Dolly Parton version, which is the one because he called Clive Davis and said, no, no, I think we're going to do this song instead. And Clive's like, you know, I think it's a mistake. And David Foster went off. And he said to David Foster, you know what? Why don't we end the call now before one of us says something the other one might regret? Oh. Realizing full well that if Clive said no, Whitney couldn't do it. There was no getting around Clive Davis. Can you even imagine, though, those two on a phone, like arguing over a song? 
but it's but it's that whole thing that Linda didn't even do the best verse of the song. I want to go back. I want to go back to Aaron's point when he was talking about TikTok because we kind of got sidetracked on that one. Yeah, TikTok videos are short, but I know this. I think everyone knows it, whether they they've articulated it or not, where they 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 acknowledge that they know it, but everything almost everything out there right now musically has this element to it where hey i can do it you can do it too it's relatable things the artists are relatable they look like everybody they dress like everybody they sound like everybody and it's like an anything is possible kind of thing when i was a kid i remember watching this new mickey mouse club on tv and it might only been an la thing because you know, I was there in LA, but the kids pissed me off because they were so freaking talented and they were on TV and they were dancing and singing. And I knew I could never dance and sing and get on TV. So I'm like, you know what? I'm out. I'm just not that talented. Now you're talking about Britney Spears again. <laughs> well, look, Britney yeah. Spears was every chick. Yeah, absolutely. Every chick. Christina I don't Aguilera. think her voice was amazing. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, Timberlake, Justin was in there. It was competent. But yeah, back in those days, the yeah. cream it was this cream that you saw this amazing talent got attention and stuff like we're doing right now gets no attention back then it's this amateur crap who cares about this stuff you, you know, think you star, get all that. star search american idol the yeah play. absolutely they, they take and i hate all three so people get mad at me when i say it i don't care you want to be so, famous go to a bar Get a guitar, get a microphone, and put it out there. No, and I that really doesn't like work. Not in that order, though, right? I, get the I, I like first. punk. I like amateur. I like to see what the average person does. Dues. But there needs to be a bar set by someone you would think. I mean, Prince did it. Michael Jackson did it. George Michael did it. Yeah, but Metallica not, did it. Eddie they Van may Hallen not have ever it. passed through. Look at some of the Dave Grohl goes off about this, and he's always saying, like, I guarantee if the Foo Fighters showed up to any talent show, we never would have made it. Yeah. If we allowed somebody else to make our career, we mm -hmm. wouldn't have done it. He goes, if you want a career in music, you need to go play for people. People either like you or don't. When you find the people that like you, yeah. play for them more. Mm -hmm. Then come back to their but town. Come right back, now we have, back, that instant, we have that instant worldwide recognition. You get the Carrie Underwood, the people like that that make those shows and you know eight million people a night watch it and bang she's famous within what within a year she's got a record deal and she's got stuff out well this is kind of why tiktok doesn't surprise me because nothing out there is so amazing that you want to watch it for more than a few seconds we've Music lived has in become that commodity that that's they, a good point <laughs> but that it's become a commodity that they promote chris chris cox said yeah. it in the show how he was in with me yeah Chris Cox said, when they asked him, Carrie Vance goes, doing a lot of remixes? He's like, no, labels aren't putting money into remixes. They're going to TikTok. Yeah, They'd rather go and find influencers on TikTok that have 8 million followers and say, yeah. hey, would you mind playing this 30-second snippet of this track yeah. by a band no one's ever heard of? Because we want it to go viral. We you want know what I that notoriety. I find this really odd that their 30-second clips but they have a chart, a spot, you know, a TikTok chart. Right. That's kind of weird to me. Well, I like, think Spotify has taken it out of the hands of Billboard, out of the hands of sales, and out of the yep. hands of labels, and yep. made it that any idiot can go in and say, I could go in right now and say, hey, the Tuesday night show with Brian, Jay, and Howie, here's our chart. And every week there's going to be music <laughs> that goes on it. And eventually somebody's going to hear something yeah. and go, I like that song. Let me add that to my, because again, you don't own it. So mm -hmm. adding a million playlists, I mean, you ever go to YouTube and look at the videos you've liked and he you go to the what? like section, he when he boom, there's 8,000 likes. It's like, it, that's what it's become. It's become. And officially a, I want to, I want to people just, buy the people so commodity that they run. If you like a song or if you like a band, if you like an artist, please go, please go to iTunes and buy the song, pay the dollar 29, pay the 99 cents, please. It goes a long way. Well, Those guys that, that do all the streaming. I just, I just want to say it. Cause it's like, I know a lot of artists, you all do, we all do. And you know what? The craft is going to die if it's not supported properly.
Well, I think it. The, there's a couple ways to look at that, and I don't. I don't know if I'm right or I'm wrong, but I would just think that if you're really serious about making money at this, and and, in, and you're serious about what you're doing as a craft, you're going to push. The person I'm thinking of is Lady Gaga, who was serious about it. She was talented, fantastic mm-hmm. writer, fantastic musician. Yeah, you know, fantastic really stage cool. presence, but she put herself out there. She wasn't lazy. How he remembers her dragging keyboards in a New Yorker cafe. Yeah, before so she hit her uh, at yeah. today's Olivia Newton-John. Brian, would you go there? Would you say if you had to find Olivia Newton-John in 2022, are you saying it's Lady Gaga? She worked her butt off. No, I, I I'm just saying that today, as an artist, you have to want it. If you're lazy about it, it ain't going to happen. If you feel like you're entitled just because you're good, you're you're not going to you. You've got to put yourself out there. It's true. Uh, it's well, it's, it's, like, it's like Jay said about Dave Grohl: put yourself out in front of an audience, find an audience that likes you. Exactly, and that's and that's what Lady Gaga did. You know, yeah, she, she literally carried her own piano in a soft case, went in the Village Vanguard, and I I couldn't believe it. I I mean, this is before she was famous. I was like. Oh my gosh, she's good. You know, I saw Tracy yeah. Chapman in Harvard Square standing in front of the Harvard Coop where I used to work. Yeah. With the guitar, excuse me, guitar case open. She was going to Tufts in Cambridge and playing guitar and singing Fast Car and singing songs. And people were like, holy, wait a second, throwing yeah. money. There was an yeah. Eric Clapton interview in the late 70s I heard on the radio and he said something that has stuck with me to this day. They said, you it's know, only as good as your last gig. They used to write God <laughs> all over Europe, quote. you know, they used to write God all over Europe about Eric Clapton is God. And he's like, I'm not God. He goes, I got in front of the right people at the right time. I put in my dues and there's a, a certain amount of luck that came in with it. He goes somewhere right now, there's a guy in a small apartment with a little amp who's 10 times a better player than I am. The difference mm. I'm on the radio talking to you. He's still stuck in his apartment and he may never get out. Yeah, Clapton calls it you gotta put your time in in the woodshed. Yeah, it reminds he me does, but even the woodshed, yeah. there are guys that are ten yeah. times better well, than Eddie. That was Van that Hill. was that same comment that somebody yeah. was asking, who's the best DJ? And I I'm I came back and I said, There's some kid sitting in his bedroom that can outmix the hell out of any person in this room. We just haven't mm-hmm. seen him yet. Well, it reminds me of you know it reminds me of what Randy Backman said. I don't remember who said this to him, but he was a young man, and I think he was doing Guess Who at the time. And they said, look, there's always going to be somebody out there better than you as far as being a guitar player. Mm-hmm. So learn to write. But I think we judge it incorrectly. When you, when you go to levels of talent, you diminish the fact that talent has no guidance when it comes to individuality. It is what you're given. It is what well, you earn. You can't, <laughs> you can't register. I hate these polls that are like, here's the best this. And you look and you go, wow, that band is so popular right now. How is it that the guitar player from BTS is number five in the all-time best guitar players? Like, no one can pronounce his name, but he's number five. Yeah, because well. Who votes for it? And that's the downside. And right. that's where talent gets diminished. Because yeah. if it's voting... It becomes a popularity. It is nothing yeah. to do with talent. Talent. I remember being only to the individual. Right. I remember exactly. being very angry. I forget what magazine it was. It was some magazine, and it was probably 1998. And they were telling me that the most sexy woman alive was Britney Spears, who was the most popular person at the time. Who at best. Is the hottest girl full of schools of ugly girls? I mean, at best, if every girl in school is ugly, maybe she's the hottest. Like every girl, I don't know, got got dropped as a baby and uh, was in a car accident. Uh, except her, then she's the hottest girl in school. All right. So it's it's not like you know there there's anything that has to do with actual beauty talent. It's it's a popularity contest, unfortunately. But if you marry talent with good music, then you have something. And I would argue that that happened quite a bit with Olivia. She had good songs, mm-hmm. and 
they hit and it was good. On the other hand, she had some songs that weren't so good and they stayed on the country charts. <laughs> That's where rock and roll goes. I'm sorry, but it's true. I think, I think it's always still going to come down to when and where and how and what yeah. was going on around you. And, yeah. You know, it's it gets old and it gets tiring to get into the discussion of like this one's better than yeah it's like no i agree make that comment i'm not the biggest pearl jam fan i've seen them live and i know why people love them but i gotta tell you eddie vetter won they won a grammy i think and he came out and said wow we won an award for art he goes you know i don't understand that no either how is my art better than this art like why am i walking away with a little award from my art when I truly believe that his art was 10 times better than my art, right. he's like, yeah. you can't make music a subjective title and judge it based on this. The, the greatest song in the world was never number one sometimes. That's why I don't watch any of those shows like America's Got Talent, The, the Voice. or I, It's a popularity thing. I don't. I don't care. I, I, I don't watch people rooting for the story. They find some guy or girl from Tennessee or wherever, and they're 16 years old and they have six jobs. They've got every disease under the map. They've had such a tragic life, but they have a beautiful voice anywhere else in the world. They'd be a background singer until they can get their own late, like, you know, signing, mm -hmm. but the America buys into it and goes, Oh, we have to help them along. It's like, you know what? Somewhere there's a mother with three kids homeless in a car that can't have food tonight. How about you help them? You know, who? when you think about, you know, the whole package thing with the looks and the voice, or maybe just the looks and the voice is secondary on some of these, you know, newer artists. The one I think about that I wonder if they would have ever done anything if they'd have been around in today's time is Elton John. I wonder if anybody would have paid any attention to him today. With his I absolutely voice. think he would have. I, I absolutely so. believe it. Yeah, Deep my, in my heart, I think. It's well, he didn't write anything. Things. No, Bernie Taupin. He wrote the music. Of the, the yeah. lyrics. Right, but he didn't write lyrics and things. No. His no. voice he isn't got, great. He, he can got, play. You know who introduced him at the Troubadour? His the first Troubadour gig? Was it Bette Midler or something? No, it was James Taylor. Oh, yeah. yeah. And in the audience was Carol King and James, like everyone was there because the buzz was going around about there's this guy. Yeah. And he did mm -hmm. the Trudor gig that changed his career because yeah. everyone in LA was there. And within a, like two years, he, he sold out. out Dodger Stadium. Yeah, he stood because, out. Because, you know, the people that controlled the music industry understood his talent. There is no music industry right now. I mean, you know, there's no there are ceos and presidents of labels but who cares no people are putting out their own music in this new diy style on the internet yeah the labels have fallen away so if you don't have that power base it comes yeah, down there's... to popularity you just did a festival i just did a festival there were headliners at both festivals that made zero sense in the scheme of it all but yeah. the audience in front of them apparently loved them enough to say this is who we want right yeah. Martin yeah. Garrix, there's a great documentary on him. He, within two years of releasing Animal, headlined Ultra. And about 90% of the DJs on the bill had no understanding as to why. They're like, wait a second, he's been a DJ for two years? He's headlining the biggest festival on the East Coast? Yeah. On Saturday night? Yes. Why? Well, he had this big hit, and he's... um. He's a good kid. He's like 19. Yeah, but I mean, you make DJing less of an art form when you say, this kid had a big hit, put him on the top of the bill. Well, where, where are the real DJs that have put in the time and effort in their career and slugged it out in the bars and the clubs and the bar mitzvahs and the weddings and everything else? So again, you make talent so subjective that it just becomes like a popularity contest or right place, right time. Mm -hmm. And you get swept up in that wave of, you know what, if we can get this name at the top of the list. You know, speaking of, speaking of, and we only have about 20 minutes left, or less than 15 minutes left. I was thinking about DJ Expo. And, you know, we were there. Everyone here was there. 
Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, I walked away from DJ Expo just, just realizing, you know, I'm not a very good DJ. I'm kidding. No, I felt amazing walking away from Expo. I, on so many levels. I felt legit walking away from Expo. I really yeah. did. Yeah. More so than I have in a very long time. And I, I know why. Many I levels. Know. Yeah, I know exactly. Well, no, no, you, you don't. I mean, we're talking about this kind of hype thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of that. Yep. And it is a lot of it is exactly that hype, you know. I don't know. I I just Yeah. I had fun at Expo though. It was a positive experience. I did yeah. Too. It was positive. I appreciate you guys bringing uh inviting me down to that too. Um just the people you people made it great for me my first expo. I know it was your 20 something Brian. Okay. Uh, you've, you've all been like been doing this for a while and I'm glad you still do it. I'm glad you still show up and the just the togetherness in it. I'm going to sing Kumbaya for a second, but I'm just going to say thanks. Made my first one great, and I can't wait to go back. It's a different show than it used to be. Um, it certainly it's is. A lot, it's a lot more chill than it used to be. Oh, yeah, I think you hit the tail end of the crazy. <laughs> I think, I don't know what year it was. It was like six, 15 or 16. Yes. 15? And that was, that was one of the last years that it was like a big show. Would yes. you agree, Jay? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And it was that very, was it had, was very, they DJ had this 30 foot, uh, 30 foot, uh, trussing for the lighting companies. Yeah. And you know, there is the only place you can do that now would be at the, uh, com- at the convention center. Yeah. Yeah. Because at the room that they have there now, they used to have, it was a 40, 40 foot tall and they cut that. That's the reason the ceiling yeah, it's is a two story, two story yeah. room now. Yeah, they have offices right above the expo floor. No, I don't know this to be true, uh, but I, I, it's got to be there. Is that where they used to have Tyson fights? Yeah, yeah they did. The atmosphere. In, that, in that room? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. They People, changed the seating on the like, sides. Yes. Yeah. Cut it in half. yeah. And it's like one of the problems we had was we brought the gear in for stage, and I'm like, why is this stage so big and one of the union guys was like (laughs) oh they didn't strike from sunday or saturday and i'm like Mm. what was saturday they're like alicia keys yeah so the physical stage because at the end of expo i you guys were all gone i was still there they struck the stage i don't know what their next event was but they took the entire stage down i was like Mm. And they thought it would help our event. Normally, you have that whole Times Square area. Sounds lazy to me. And the yeah. stairs go up to the front stage. The stairs mm-hmm. went up to like six panels back because I had to go on stage on Monday. And I'm like, this is huge. Why is this so big? Like, oh, we, we left Alicia's stage up. I'm like, oh, that was a mistake. <laughs> like, we kind of need that 40 or 50 feet to like yeah. get people to come down to see the artist but i guess never mind it, it used to be very djs coming in to talk about gear coming in to talk about you know i had people talking to me about nfts i had people talking to me about how they're buying this and that and they're they're expanding their photo booth i couldn't you know dude photo booths got jack you know what to do with being a dj I don't want to go to a photo booth expo. Yeah. By the way, I did see um, Butterfly Ponytail there. So. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah wandering I around. I Came saw right up to me, said, yep. so good to see you. Want to thank you. Oh, no, he didn't. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I've never met him. I've never met him. <laughs> oh, yeah. I let, the, I let my president know. I go, you know who that is? That's the guy that runs that show who's never once said hi to me. He didn't introduce himself. Never said, I'm like, yeah. No. <laughs> and when you're spending tens of thousands of dollars, it's sort of a courtesy. Like you walk through and you're like, hey, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate the yeah. support. That That's what normal people do. Complaints and grievances. You're airing them, airing them for you all to see. Get out oh, the festival. Did I say that out loud? But it was, yeah, it was a little, it was a different, it was still a good vibe. It's weird though with, with the way we communicate on the internet with Facebook Messenger especially, how many people would come up and be like, 
hey, Jay, so good to see you. I'm like, hey, man. And the disadvantage is I have a shirt that says that on it. And they don't. Their, their badges are always turned around. You're like, I don't know if you remember, I was here last year and I was talking about this piece of gear. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I get Let's the stares. Visit. I get the weird stares where they look at me and then they whisper to somebody like, is that him? I don't yeah, know. I thought like, he was taller. Maybe it's him. I, mean, I don't know. Um, Might be him. But then they come up. Are you that? Yeah. And talk. I got fantastic uh, feedback from the show, you know, about what's been going on on my channel. And mm -hmm. I need it because I don't get it otherwise. It's strange. You, you, when you're face to face with somebody, it's a hell of a lot better than a comment oh, yeah. or anything else yeah. or, or an email or a message or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, that was all the show comments that just shocked me how many people came up and they went out of their yeah. way. Yeah. We're stopping really in the hallways. Did. Hey, can hey Jay, just got a second. You know, I'm John Smith. I watch you and Howie and Brian every Tuesday, man. I love the show. Yada yada yada. I'm like, oh man, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. No, what I love is that it's funny, but there's always information. There's always it's nuggets. Always. There's always this. Mm -hmm. There's always that. I'm like, wow, man. I appreciate that. You know, thank you. Like, that's the it's, feedback it's, you need to hear. It's something oh, yeah. to think about whenever you're doing a show. You know, hey, people really appreciate this. Let's make sure that we don't lose track of this. Especially, Let's make sure we get plenty of this in there. Yeah, yeah. You, we, and we especially need that when we're, you know, after loading a lot of gear and setting things up and all that. It's uh, the stuff that's, you know, not the fun stuff. Right. You know? Well, the world. Well, it. I don't know. It. It was just good. It was. It was really it good was. to, to really get the was. feedback. I feel like yeah. the show was well attended. How do you check? Yeah. I feel like it was a positive experience. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, there are supply chain issues out there. Every company is experiencing them to some extent. We're I was pretty surprised with what Pioneer had at the show. I was I thought I'd see a lot less than I did see because I know the supply chain issues here, how it filters to here, we're left with just the leftovers. We don't get a lot up here. So to see the supply that was there, I was really surprised how much Pioneer had for sale yeah. um, at the retailer next door. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's one of those industry secrets that people just don't understand. And it's it's sad in a lot of ways because you've got somebody that's like, I ordered this six months ago. I haven't gotten it. But your retailer has it in front of me. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you know, yeah. there's you know, there's certain gear we did not show on purpose because it didn't make sense to say, here's this piece of gear that you loved. And you can't years have. ago and you can't get can't it. Have. Yeah. yeah yeah and that's, well, looking that's at still XZ, a new reality you know we the xz was back ordered to october of this year and i saw four of them sitting there well it's a rock and a hard place for a guy like me who does you know the demos and such mm -hmm. you know yeah part of what i it do is. because there are companies mm -hmm. out there who are ready to do something yeah. but they don't have it you know why should i talk about a product that you have but you don't have it if you can't sell it why am I talking about it? That's right. right. So, so I mean, I I was speaking to one particular company, and the words that came out of my mouth was, what needs a push? Meaning, what do you have in stock yeah. that you'd like to sell? Mm -hmm. That's what I should probably be talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But so I, I got to say, I'm it was like, cool hey, to see well, that kid's face. 2023. <laughs> yeah. That kid at Pioneer that got that Rev 7, yeah. that young kid, the look on that kid's face when his dad yeah. said, guess what? We got the last one. I mean, yeah. that kid's been in the booth for probably three years. Unbelievable. That kid was off the wall. Yeah, and to yeah. see that kind of excitement in a young person picking up a, a piece of quality DJ gear who you know is going to become a DJ. They're, they're going to be playing the shows. They're going to be coming out. Like mm -hmm. It was inspiring. It was great to see that. So everybody had fun. That's good. And it was a yeah. good show. Yeah. Fun I think the and turnout will inspire next summer's show. The only yeah. I had probably two people come up to me that wanted it to go back to Harris. And that is the last thing any of the any of the vendors want. Yeah, the last thing I want. No. And I, I like I, that property. And I explained I just simply explained. I said the problem is you'll lose vendors. Because it's so expensive after a while of shipping people back. Because there's nothing to do at Harris. No. It's like South Point.
it has South Point to is a great all in one. Mm-hmm. Right. There's yeah. You're set. It's tied to nothing. Tropicana. Yeah. The boardwalk is is right so appealing. Yeah. It really, really is. It really you know? is. Yeah. yeah. I want to go to this little hole in the wall and get a slice. You know, you're not doing that at Harris. No, yeah. you can't. you're either eating at Harris or you're you're going to Golden Nugget. Taking an Uber somewhere. Or you're going to Borgata. Hard Rock was perfect. You walk out on the steel pier, like you're saying, go get the any of the trees. The hot dogs are there. All the all the fair food is right there. There's you people know, watching. There's you're, oh, you're yeah. part of it there. And the you're not a part of anything at Harris or South Point. You're a part of nothing. Right. It's, it's just Hard a Rock very different vibe. If I didn't know any better, fine. But I do, so I want that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a good show. I think everybody had fun, and I learned a lot. Uh, put some things in perspective for me as far as where DJs are, where DJs aren't, maybe where I might be able to help or be of service to mm-hmm. to our industry through video and, you know, only give it my best shot to uh, to try to educate people the best I can. It's funny because, I mean, as DJs, I think we all kind of assume or I do anyway, if someone's professional or if someone is you know, making a name for themselves or whatever, you assume they know what you know. You just, you just kind of assume yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like musicians. Every musician assumes the next musician reads music too. Hey, play this, play this in, in the key of, of C, you know. And you assume they know how to do that. They don't always know how to do that. But you assume they do. Yeah. It's it's the same thing with DJs. We we I assume DJs know music. I assume DJs know how to do sound. I assume DJs know how to do lighting. I assume DJs know how to use a microphone. Yeah. And I assume DJs know how to talk to a crowd and and you know, play to a crowd. And that's not always the case, you know. That was one of the seminars I went to with Mike Marquez and that was his opening to his seminar was every person in this room believes they're all on the same level. Yeah, we are not, and we need to figure out where we are and how to move to the next level. Yeah, and I, his, and, uh, his yeah, seminar was fantastic. So he said, "By show of hands," and he had the slideshow, and he turned to the slideshow and he read it as he was going through it. Okay, <laughs> first slide up. Are you a bedroom DJ? Put your hands up. And I could not believe seventy-five percent of the room had their hands up. Well, that's mm-hmm. Expo. I can totally believe it. I oh, couldn't yeah. believe it. I, I, believe I couldn't it. believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And then they went through, you know, who's done, who's a, a mobile DJ that's done a couple parties. He got paid a couple bucks. Your auntie kicked you some money for her birthday party. Who's done some mobile paid events, you know, more hands. Who's like a pro mobile. Who's done festivals. Who's done clubs. Who's done radio. Like, where are you on the chart? And it was surprising to see, yeah. you know, there wasn't too many pro mobiles that have done festivals, you know, and I've got, I've got all that this week. Um, it just puts things in perspective because I can say to somebody, you know, hey, you know, you know, how familiar are you with, with the leading John? Oh, yeah, very familiar. Hey, could you know, I don't know. For some reason, DJs don't want to say that they don't know stuff. It's it's a generation thing. Young people don't like to say they don't know things. They want to they want to always know and they're embarrassed if they don't. My kids are like that. I'm trying to break into that. But it's a thing because of yeah. Google. You know, if they don't know, all they have to do is Google it if they bother to do it, but they would just pretend to know everything and have all the answers. Well, you know what? Sometimes you just got to learn how to say, I don't know. I need help and yep. get the help and learn how to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, let your ego do the talking and the early yeah. Aerosmith stuff that Jay plays. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard that stuff. I love it. I love it. When you play the early stuff, the deep it's stuff, checking emails, the cuts, the, the old Aerosmith tracks that I don't know. I love it. I love it. Cause track. I'm a big fan of the band. And then when you play that stuff on your channel, on your show, on Twitch, and you go into the deep Aerosmith stuff, I love it. Because now I'm hearing stuff I don't know. And it's from a band that I do like. Yeah. I mean, hey, I love exposure. I love learning. Bring it. There's a lot I don't know. Well, we're hitting the top of the hour. So I'm going to put a fork in this sucker. Any final thoughts? You got two minutes. Howie. No, just goodbye. I'm waving Same goodbye. You waving goodbye. <laughs> he says peace. All right, we'll we'll see you next week. Thank see you. Already. Right.